Hey, we're back. And uh, today we have a very special film criticism episode on this um, new Netflix show called Inventing Anna. I think it's like um, trending now, meaning I guess it's top five (laughs) Netflix show I've been watched. Big on Netflix. For a week and then to be superseded by some other Isn't it funny to TV? say you yeah. Netflix? Yeah, it's all yeah. trash anyway. And I'm just been hypocritical that I even care. But I thought this is kind of interesting because I almost forgot about her, like everyone, I guess, because of the news cycle. Mm-hmm. But um, like a few years ago more, maybe like over three years ago, uh, Anna Sorokin slash Anna Delvey's story was kind of big in New York when she just got arrested. Right, and then mm-hmm. everyone kind of forgot about her, and now the show sort of right reinvigorated in a way <laughs> media interest in her. Yeah. By the way, the um, show is based on um, a piece uh, by a journalist. What's New York her name? Magazine a journalist Jessica Pressler. Jessica Pressler, yeah. Who's actually like a kind of a she's kind of a I don't know like some kind of uh, savant or something because she this is like now her second article that's being turned into a Hollywood product. Her first one was Hustlers. Hustler with, There's uh, a movie. with what's her name? Um, um, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez in a leading role, like showing how this sort of group of, I don't know, working class women basically was, and strippers scammed all these Wall Street guys. Yeah. And then got kind of caught doing it. It was actually a pretty good movie. Actually, I liked it. Actually, yeah. did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I think like I at some like point where I was you know late late at night, kind of yeah. half half uh, half asleep. It was. I mean, it was it was a bit cheesy and predictable, but it was but it wasn't bad. It wasn't I, bad, and it was anti Wall Street and, yeah. anti, and and um and like it kind of addressed the financial crash because what happened was I think they like basically ran out of money when when the finan- when 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 the Wall Street tanked the economy in two thousand eight, crashed the economy with their sort of illegal uh, derivative schemes, you know, like until then I mean they were they were rolling in so much money that they were just like like kind of this the service economy that mm-hmm. catered to them like including strippers and escorts and things like that were like just like just rolling in dough as well and, it's interesting and, that, kind of and, and it so, was yeah. very sympathetic to, to yeah. the strippers yes. and uh, I think everyone was impressed in me too like that Jennifer Lop has been I don't know I guess 50 at the time could pull off being like a hot yeah, it's pretty impressive. 30 looking she, something woman. Like, I mean, it was impressive. Yeah. Like, doing all the, like, dance moves. But anyway, but actually, when you say that journalists, you know, in, in your, whatever, I guess it's still one profession, that is very rare that, like, one woman would have, like, like a Hollywood kind of head after head. Yeah. Which, or like, back to back almost. Back to back. But but also, it does seem fairly natural because both stories and the interest is kind of, is around women who sort of, like, did something supposedly criminal, but in the end, she sees them kind of being in a way in the right and sympathetic more so than the people well, she's, who yeah, sort she's, of got scammed. So it doesn't even seem very calculated. You know what I mean from no. outside when you, it's kind. Of, isn't it weird? <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. There's like a kind of a Robin Hood feel to both of the stories. I mean, in the sense that they're all about these sort of kind of whatever you know, working class or whatever you want to call them, just like regular women who like scam this try to scam the system in their own ways and and obviously get caught but like but and 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 are branded criminals and and go to and go to jail mm-hmm. uh but um but like you know and it's just you know she does this sort of typical american dream you know kind of stories where just everyone's like hustling and trying to make it and trying to scam their way into, which american, is which is a very though. american capitalist thing and and sort of these women are, are the, you know, for whatever reason are sort of caught you know they don't succeed they, they succeed for a while and they're caught Partially because I mean they they do 
And you know, it's and and I think I think I'm not sure if she says it in the in the book. I mean, in the in the in the in the, in the article that this that that in the original New York Magazine article that kind of made Anna Delvey or Sorokin Anna Sorokin uh, a um, kind of I don't know household name because mm-hmm. I think that was the one that blew up. And yeah. I don't know if she addressed it. I think she does. Uh, but she just—it's addressed, I think, in the show, which is that you know this this young woman goes to jail and she does more jail time, um, you know, for these kind of petty financial crimes m- more than any other bank, more than any bankers, you know, on Wall Street in two thousand eight um, did. I mean, no one went to jail. Yeah. And and so um, so I mean, it's there's there's a hypocrisy yeah. to to the system, which is you pe- you you kind of punish the the small petty cl- thieves thieves, and you let the really big thieves. The master thieves, you know, the ones that are the apex predators at the very They're top. They're always of which also kept out of spotlight, which in a way helps them spotlight to Spotlight and they like have, you know, cabinet positions and, you know, presidential administrations and all this stuff. Yeah. So it has a nice, it has a nice class, class war element, uh, kind yeah. of component. To, I mean, but the main reason we're interested in is obviously because, you know, we are, you know, we, we run a very tight uh, monitoring operation here. We monitor all, you know, immigrant uh, ac- media activities <laughs> and how uh, Russian immigrants and Soviet right. immigrants are portrayed in the media. No, this but is, also <laughs> how they're doing because she's pretty successful no, one, yeah. one of the most successful no, exactly. of our generation exactly. at least my generation she's more like I'm close to her than you because she's a woman who we, we, moved here yeah. in her 20s it's true and is it's way more like successful you. than me yeah. and I actually I mean I, I wanted I'm not to wondering ke- if, I you're wanted to- to, if you're trying if you've been scamming me all these <laughs> no, years listen, I just- actually wanted to keep it uh, later because it's details of the show but also her dad name is exactly I, I don't know if it's a real dad I guess they would take his real name and put it in the show yeah. my dad's name was exactly the same and he also moved to Germany that's from Moscow. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And he's kind of was a loser too. Yeah. Exactly like her but your dad. your dad didn't take you with him. No, but I could if could I if wanted, wanted to. to yeah. But I, I remember being like 15 and visiting him in Hanover. That's where he resided um, half of the time. And then he still would be in Moscow. It's not like he would cut ties. And I don't know. It was like, it's not... I mean, Moscow, I guess I knew already better. Moscow is way better, wherever yeah. I'm from, center of Moscow, was way better than Hanover, even yeah. on the best day of, you know, of it's Hanover. It's a sleepy German, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess you can be only excited if you come from, like, some real... Why would you... Like, basically, I didn't have she's, yeah. concept of why would you want to be there. I mean, but it, no, but she didn't like it either no, there. No, she got out of there. So my point is, I think you can enjoy it there. Yeah. It's yeah, like I mean, very, or um, you just... If, especially if you... Yeah, if you... I mean, it's pretty... T- it would be pretty tough... For also you, to fit in, because you right? would be moving from like the center of Moscow to some to, small to a town. provincial town, basically, right? Yeah, and then and then you know, for her, she grew up in the provinces in the provincial. No, I think area. she's like uh, grew up. The the, I don't know. It's like close to Moscow, yes, but it's a but it's suburb. suburb of Moscow. Yeah. So so yeah. by the airport. Yeah. But anyway, but it's still you know still Moscow. Yeah. Still Moscow. So I, I mean, I don't know what it was like for her, and that's actually was never fully you know. Yeah. That uh, I mean, look, it's, it's yeah. interesting. It's impressive whenever, like, I mean, it's funny. It's funny how Russian, Russians, it's funny how Russians become kind of famous in, in America, right? Like right. You, you either, you basically become like either, there's like either a spy scandal. Right. Or some kind of criminality scandal. Yeah, the or, last one. Or like a spy uh, mixed in with, um, you know, allegations of basically Criminal like, activity, basically. But also like, basi- you know, like seduction, seductresses and like, you know. Always. Yeah. The problem with yeah. that is like nine out of ten cases would be kind of like almost mythology around this Russian women yes. through, uh, again, Bond movies, through all kind of like, I don't know, 
Hollywood mythology. But then some cases would be real. So there's like a problem of saying, oh, it's just like a myth, never true. But then sometimes it is true. Of course. And I mean, on some level, it's not probably as sexy or exciting. Because I just tried to remember what was that case from also just a few years ago, maybe like you four mean, years uh, ago, Maria Butina. Maria Butina, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a Russian woman who was accused. Uh, what did they accuse her for? Well, they like actually spying for Russia, spy. for yeah. trying to infiltrate the, the Republican Party. Yeah. Through, uh, because she was uh, basically a libertarian. She was up with some... She was a libertarian from Russia who was like... P- Uh, got into like the gun rights movement in Russia and actually she was endorsed by Alexei Navalny because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was also in his early career because before he blew up right, he was like weird. he had this kind of libertarian platform part of it was about like uh, bringing American style gun rights and gun ownership laws to Russia which you know is uh, kind of alien to that country and it's a weird thing so she She, Maria Butina you know kind of was like an, a, gun, a pro-gun activist and she moved to America And was like openly actually trying to like foster some kind of government to government, you know, like semi, not official, but like semi-official dialogue between um, uh, gun rights activists in America and, 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 you know, sort of like uh, government officials and, and, and people in, in like the governmental orbit in, in, in Russia. And so, and she got, you know, I don't know, she was like started dating and I think engaged to this kind of like uh, uh, small you know, guy the, well this kind of like pretty well known uh, Republican strategist uh, and they were like had like a, you know they had like a real relationship anyway so but, but this was during the sort of the Russiagate Russiagate hysteria and like she was um, you know accused of essentially trying to um, sex her way into like the ranks of the Republican Party and <laughs> so when once they released her she went back to Moscow yeah uh, she's not from Moscow but it doesn't matter and and then it only kind of almost um, looks bad I think she's um, either she's, running she's for United, United Russia, Russia deputy, deputy. Yeah. she's also on Russia today having some either been a host of some show or I don't yeah. know but my point she's kind of like with Putin so to but speak. she was never I don't think she I don't think she was ever anti-Putin no, like but I, I'm not like saying not anti, like, yeah. but when you like in America, when your image is like, oh, yeah. you're pro-Putin, and then you go back and like yeah. part of United Russia, you, become, you don't have to be anti-Putin, but you don't have to be also in United Russia. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but she was, yeah, she was basically seen. I don't know in Russia. We, we, she was, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, you know, she was seen as like a hero and as a victim of American yes. paranoia and American American aggression that like takes any any Russian who tries to do anything interesting in in America and like brands them as a as a, as as a, a seductress and a spy yeah. as a, yeah, it's basically a whore for, for you know for her for for putin <laughs> yeah um and then before that it was anna chapman right the, the, yeah but that yeah. was kind of real that was a while ago yeah that was real and that was a while ago but again like who are the russian like being russian people who kind of blow up in yeah. america it's like spies and but also it's weird i do sense on some level i mean there is that vibe like when people know you're russian they're kind of like mm. there's yeah. like as if you're gonna trap them somehow this is this is pretty offensive actually. yeah no as, as a kind of baseline i think generally <laughs> i mean we i think we've talked about this before even on the show uh and, and that and that is like i mean you take any movie that has like a line you know had it has a, a american movie a hollywood movie that has That, that has any kind of Russian women as like part of the narrative line or part of the story. And they're always going to be like some, they're going to be seductresses. Yeah. Spies, extremely uh, kind of devious and like will, will are able to like suck but you allu- in. But alluring Alluring, somehow. beautiful, deadly. Foreign. 
Deadly. <laughs> Deadly. Oh, there was, well, I know we need to focus yeah. on, on this show, but um, I got sucked into watching the reboot of Sex and the City just because I remember it as a kid and wanted to see what it's like. And the, I think Russians noticed it too. There was like a weird episode where like um, there was a young woman uh, living in a pretty sort of expensive apartment next to character of what is it Carrie Bradshaw and uh, so there's a comment about her before they even get to know each other that oh she seems like why how does she have this funds she seems like young and whatever beautiful and they're like oh she should have been a Russian Russian hooker there's like a lot of uh, those women in expensive real estate in New York. Wow. And I'm like, how you write this line unironically? And then it turned out she's not a Russian hooker, but like actually American how, yeah. model. But like, look, I mean, no, but I, it's one of the things, you know, written, I, I, yeah. I find it extremely lusophobic and open. Of course, yeah. And one of the things I think you wrote about it, it's somehow acceptable, polite racism that you can do the same saying, I think probably you can't say Chinese you can't, you can't, or black. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. You can't, or, you, if you if you just whatever, however they speak Russian people, if you put in any kind of other racial category, racial you know ethnic category like Mexican or you know Latino or like black, it immediately like cuts. Suddenly, like you get hit kind of by a wave of, of racism because of that just you know implying that all you know yeah like it's just. All these Mexican, you know, prostitutes live there. You know, I don't know, like it's just or black prostitutes live there. It just it doesn't. When you it, say Russian, somehow it's acceptable, acceptable and polite. Yeah, anyway, no, I mean, I've, I've I've written about this quite a bit, and just in general, you know, it's yeah, it's like respectable racism. It's the last, the last, the last bit of respectable racism is in in liberal circles in America are is basically towards Russians and the Chinese, but like in a kind of in a in a more of a slightly more i don't know uh not as a direct way because again you know it's like uh, you can't fully you can't fully you can talk about their government but you can't say just oh exactly but but, but russians really are the last you know like the last racial category can be openly racist against openly have racial slurs against them and and tar the whole you know tar the entire ethnos um, without any repercussions and without anyone batting an eye, it's pretty. It's pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, I think like I call it, you know, respectable racism. It's yeah. It's very. It's very prevalent, and it just came to the fore really in a big way when Trump won the election. You know, and um, yeah. But anyway, let's talk about the show because I thought yeah. there was like the Russian aspect there was handled kind of interesting. I don't know much about the creator. I know she's famous yeah. woman Shonda Rhimes. At, she's some kind of powerhouse in Hollywood among especially black women and she had the rights to um, and um, they bought the rights yeah, Netflix yeah they bought the rights, the rights uh, yeah but her, I think she specifically created for Netflix yeah but maybe Netflix bought the ah, rights but she, she kind of wanted clearly to make that story she created it and I don't know if that's why it, the Russian aspect is handled that way because right it was kind of interesting it wasn't actually as um, I would say either sexualized no. or treated in this kind of mm, traditional dumb kind of, none of way none of, none of that at all in fact there's like Russian element was actually almost cut short it was all focused on just her being a young woman potentially German Russian whatever yeah kind of like ambiguous right it wasn't the, even the fact that she's Russian was just a, is a way of because that was she, she was hiding that 